Stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. Henry Ford. On today's episode, I'm speaking with a young entrepreneur who decided to not look for another job after being unexpectedly let go on New Year's Eve of 2019. Via email, I might add. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. Do you have a conference or an event to attend and you just need one or two shirts to promote your company or brand? Here at Zeus's Closet, where we are like a tattoo shop for your clothes, we've got you covered. With no order minimums on embroidery or direct-to-garment, you can order just one item. Get a polo shirt for a conference or a t-shirt or jersey for a concert. Visit Zeus'sCloset.com for more information. No matter what the economy may be doing, it is vital and very important for us to continue to market and advertise our business. I'm joined today by CEO and founder of Ground Plan Studio and the nonprofit Peace Over Pieces. Clara Baldwin started her first business at the age of 16 by developing and running a drop shipping startup. This led to her passion to be an entrepreneur. Clara would later start Ground Plan Studio Marketing, a national digital agency that services clients all over the United States, providing SEO, graphic design, business strategy, growth and lead generation to develop an online presence. She loves creating designs and being hands-on with every client. She's been nominated and awarded many accolades in her industry. Check out my conversation with Clara. Clara, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited for this conversation. Same here. Thank you so much for having me, Monica. Yes. So let's first talk about, this is our first time really meeting outside of social media. Tell me a little bit about how you grew up, your background. Just give me a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I was raised in Columbia, Missouri. It's a smaller city in the middle of Missouri in general. I'm now in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, but I was raised by an immigrant mother. She is from Thailand. My dad is full German, so I'm kind of a mix of things. I had two siblings growing up. Basically, my brother is my twin. He's only a year older, and then I have a sister who's four years younger than me. But yeah, honestly, growing up, I played sports. I had somewhat of a normal childhood. People who know me know I have a nonprofit, which is for survivors of abuse, which kind of links to like my upbringing. I faced a lot of adversity, although like my school life was normal and I played sports at home. I faced a lot of poverty. And also my dad was an abusive role in my life for the children and my mother for 20 years. So to jump in stuff that's really heavy, I'm sorry, but I'm super comfortable talking about it, obviously, because I have a nonprofit and I do really think like that stuff happened to me for a reason. And it pushed me to be 
where I'm at today with my businesses and my charity. So yeah, I did that. I, I went to college for marketing and computer science at Westminster College and then started my first business when I was a junior in college and then kind of dipped in corporate life and got let go. And that pushed me all the way into where I'm at now with my marketing agencies. Which I'm very excited to talk to you about because you're a young entrepreneur and that just excites me so much. What made you decide to become your own boss? I mean, I know you said you were let go, but what made you like not go out and look for another job, but to decide to become your own boss? Right. That's a great question because I think that is the hardest part of becoming your own boss is really just fully diving into that world because it's so intimidating and scary. I mean, I started little businesses since I was 16 and they gave me money, but never like enough money where I was uh, really comfortable. So I felt like there was this little voice inside of me that was, I really wanted it, but I also was scared. I was never going to excel enough in it to support myself and more than support myself, give me the things that I really wanted, which was be comfortable in life, do what I wanted, travel and have money for those experiences and also my kids one day. To think of a business as something that could fully support you and more, it's way Mm -hmm. more intimidating than just having a side hustle. So I went to corporate life after I graduated because I thought that was the only route that would bring me wealth, success, and happiness. And then I quickly learned, you know, you're quickly pushed to the back of kind of the front line and just like you are mistreated a little bit and you're treated like a number and you're not really happy because you can't be really hands-on and doing your extreme passions. You're kind of doing just what they need to fill you in with position-wise in the marketing agencies. Anyways, yeah, I worked at a marketing agency and I thought I was going to be one thing and it ended up being just like the complete opposite of what I was expecting. So they let me go because of budget cuts. Who really knows what it was? I was crushed. It was on New Year's Eve and they sent me the email like two hours before midnight. And I was always on my email, always stressed out. And I checked and I just remember I was devastated. And the next day I moped for a day or two. I was really sad, but then I was like, you know what, maybe this is happening to me for a reason because my whole life, my back has been against the wall and I found ways to get out of it. So I just need to find a way to get out of it. Even though I have no money now, no means to start anything, I'm just going to completely excel Ground Plan Studio, which is the marketing agency that I still work with. And I developed it halfway in college and it got me money, but I never believed that it would be what it is today. I was like, you know what? I'm making less than McDonald's workers right now, but I'm just going to try it. And then once I fully dove in, it grew and snowballed like extremely fast. And two years later where I'm at right now, I'm just so grateful it happened. You said so much in that that brought back memories for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because I did that too. I I went into corporate right out of college because that's what I thought. I thought that's what you did. You you get that degree and you get your briefcase and you... You walk into the the big business and yes, I felt like, especially for bigger corporations, I feel like you do become a number. I don't remember what my number was, but I remember on my check stub, there was like employee number and it was like (laughs) 583,007. You know, it was a big number. You're literally a number. You're literally a number. And then I ran into this one manager who just was not, he just did not like me for whatever his reason was. And so I felt like that was a push for me. I felt like God was pushing me somewhere different. And okay, so another point, you were let go by email? Yes, I was let go by email. It was like barely three sentences. 
not even like a good look just by and yeah it just like the second time I've heard that in the past week where someone was let go by email yeah yeah employers don't do this I don't care how big you are I agree you do not let go people by email that is so impersonal and so rude okay that was a a side note but absolutely no I completely agree (laughs) and it knocks your confidence for so long and it makes you feel just unworthy of anything of a conversation yeah exactly completely agree interesting well Tell me about your business. I know you started it in 2019, which is so exciting. How has that been for the past two years? I know we hit COVID. Tell me about that journey. Yeah, I'm actually a COVID business. I got laid off and started my business in the worst pit of society, but it actually turned out really well. There's still a huge demand for marketing right now. So I provide everything. I basically step into companies, startups, and corporations as a replacement of a marketing department or people who are lacking in marketing. We just enhance everything Everything and help their sales. So we provide graphic design, search engine optimization, website development, social media, HR. We do reviews for technology and strategy branding, consulting, basically everything you could think of. I just try to provide in one umbrella of marketing and we come Mm -hmm. in and we just, my goal is to make the client's life easier. Like I want everyone to move from this old fashioned marketing into this brand new modern work on relationships with customers, excel your followers and your likes and your comments. Don't just post and cross your fingers to blow up essentially. Like we have lots of strategy behind everything we do. And yeah. And so I try to have specialists and employees in every sector because I truly believe if I can bring on a huge team and the same retainer as like paying one person at your corporation, say 40, 50 K, but they're only doing, they're doing so many roles. I want to bring the same retainer, but with 10 professionals and they're really good at what they do. So when we step in, we're not taking jobs. We're just molding with the team. We just really help their sales, their presences online and so forth. That is fantastic. I love that because we all have to have marketing for one, but the fact that you're bringing on specialists in each area and someone isn't having to wear a hundred hats, which is often asked of employees. That is great. How has it been for you as a young leader? Yeah, great question. My mind goes to a lot of things, but I used to have a lot of trouble with feeling intimidated or undervalued, especially when how I get clients is I go on a pitch call. Like I have this whole team on Zoom staring at me usually is my day to day. And it could be people who are middle-aged. It could be a young team. I don't know what to expect, but all I know is when the camera comes on, it's almost like a pitch time for me. And so I have to look at this team. I had to research about them, see what they need, see what I could provide. And I just, again, try to make them know like, I'm going to make your life easier. I don't want to put more work on you and sit around with objectives. But as a young leader, it's sometimes hard. Like I have employees who I honestly just love like my mom employees. They're just so hardworking. I love women on my team. And like, I try to empower my employees, but I also know that I am young. I don't want to come off as someone who's degrading ever. Like there's a good balance of like trying to be a boss, but like you can't be their best friend. You can't be so lenient. So it's a weird balance that I'm still trying to figure out, but I do love it. And there's some times where I come across clients or teams that they look at me, they think I'm like this baby, which yes, I do look like one, but 
most of the time teams really do trust me and I really appreciate the faith they have in me. And like, they essentially give me creative freedom and, you know, they're just like, we trust you. Here's your resources and just keep us updated. And like, I couldn't be more grateful for that. So for the most part, it's great, but I'm still struggling with that balance. Yeah. The leadership piece was difficult for me in the beginning. And I cannot say even after 20 years that I have perfected it by any means, but it does get easier over time. I read a lot of books, yes. <laughs> I read a lot of books about <laughs> yeah, leadership and how to be that manager that we had in our corporate lives, not be that person. You know what I mean? That was my biggest goal is I did not want to be that person. So you're leading a team. Are they all remote? Yes, they are all remote. I had some local, but it's just more long-term and easier if I have remote. I have some that have been on my team since the beginning and yeah, it just keeps expanding and growing. They're all over. That is great though. And what's your rhythm? Do you meet with them once a week? Do you have team meetings? What does that look like? Voice notes are huge in my agency because we all are so busy, but we love the voice notes because it makes it feel like we're talking all day. I would say, yeah, we're just constantly texting and voice noting each other just to give feedback to each other and stay on the same page. Yeah, it's been It's been a helpful, helpful point to use those. That's great. And what are you doing to market your business? Well, I mean, here's one example. I love to network with people like you because not only it's it's marketing your business, but it's also like just meeting people and improving yourself and hearing other stories. Like I love to network and meet people and see people in the same vicinity of the industry I do because it can get lonely. I mean, being a person who owns their business, you don't really get to meet people like yourself. So when I meet people like you, it's refreshing. It gives me energy and motivation. And other ways I'm marketing, obviously, is I use virtual assistants, just network with people online and get followers organically and bring in clients. I use LinkedIn and different things where I can meet different teams of industries. Yeah, obviously SEO and all that fun stuff everyone loves talking about. Well, your website looks great. And I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes because it's really, really a nice website. Simple, but really nice, which I like a lot. Yeah, that is so good. Well, tell me a little bit about, let's transition a bit. You have your business and then you start a nonprofit. When did you start your nonprofit and what drove you there? Yeah. So after I developed Ground Plan Studio, since I was little, I always wanted to create something impactful, like a charity or nonprofit just because if you have just money running your whole life, it can get really stressful and shallow in my head. I thought of, you know, obviously my upbringing, my my dad was pretty abusive and it affected me even today. I still struggle with a lot of that. So I was obviously passionate about that topic. I lived it every day. I saw my mom get out of that situation. I helped her transition. I felt like it was a topic where it's not talked about enough. And I was looking up things online and social media just to see if there was anything like a podcast or or resources or donations to give to women and men who are going through the same thing. And I didn't really find much. So I developed a podcast and it basically brings on survivors of all kinds of abuse. They get, you know, an hour to really vent about what they've gone through and lessons on what they've learned about it and how to get out of it. And yeah, the response is just amazing. I think I get over like a hundred plus messages from survivors a week. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's heavy and it's hard, but 
I'm just really grateful that like they trust me with their stories and when they need help, they reach out and I try to, you know, raise money for them. But it's the most fulfilling thing in my life by far, just to dive into something and like also being in the position I'm at, I'm very hopeful because I was hopeless at one point mm-hmm. of the situation I was in. So when I talk to them, I just want to give them that comfort that I feel now like it will be okay. You just have to give it time. Yeah, it, it's going great. And then just released a book that has an anthology of stories of abuse. And right now, yeah, we're doing way more filming starting this week. Nice. What's the name of your podcast? Piece over pieces. Sorry, I should mention that. Oh well, no, it's okay. That's yeah. what I'm here for. I'm here to ask the questions. You know, yeah. <laughs> keep me on track. <laughs> but yes, piece over pieces. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Well, that sounds very fulfilling and so good that you're helping others while you also are helping yourself, which is beautiful, right? Yeah. There has to be some cathartic feeling around helping other people get their stories out there. Oh, absolutely. And is the book the same name? Yes, it's Piece Over Pieces Anthology. So it's 15 stories of men and women. Some of them are anonymous. Some of them claim their name, but it's just more in-depth stories of their abuse and how they got out of it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad for the people that you're talking to. They have gotten out of it and definitely will pray for all of them to continue to heal. Absolutely. And get past that trauma in their lives. And it's so beautiful that you have taken a profitable business and parlayed some of that into a nonprofit. So that's, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like adversity in general, like, you know, when you're younger, you're lost and you don't know why it's happening to you. But when you get older, you really do think of it as more of an advantage, if anything, because it makes you sympathetic and care for people. And Mm -hmm have confidence eventually because you've been through so much. So nothing can compare, but I'm almost grateful for what I've been through. Yeah. I have not had that in my life, but I do have people in my life who have. Right. And I do think it gives you, if you can get past it, it gives you this feeling of I can accomplish anything. If I can get past this, I can do anything I put my mind to. Yes. And like life quality in general, when you get past it, it's always good. You know, you have no reason to be unhappy when you're finally out of that dark cloud. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just really grateful every day. And how's your mom? Amazing. She's living her life. She's retired now at 48. Good Uh, for her. (laughs) Found a really nice man four years ago. They're still together. And yeah, he just cracks me up. He doesn't let her lift a finger like with chores and anything. She he spoils her and I'm really really grateful for him, but yeah, he changed all of our lives really and now she's just living her life and she like shows up to my place and drinks my alcohol and she'll just be <laughs> having the time of her life. So, I want her to keep being a kid and I'll take yeah. the role any day. Well, she deserves it, right? Yeah. We, I think most of us want the best for our moms. <laughs> yeah. So, because they sacrifice so much for us, you know? Oh, I know. We'll um, never get to pay it back. I'm yeah. trying to do as much for her as I can. That's so good. You're such a good daughter. Just real quick, back to the business. What are some of your goals over the next, let's say, three to five years for your business? Oh, wow. I haven't been asked that. And I should know that on the dot, but I'm trying to think. 
Well, obviously, I just want to keep growing. So right now I'm at about 50 employees. And I don't think like the employee number really defines your success. But in my perfect world, I would keep the intimate feeling of my agency, like still be the creative person and the person who's one on one with the client, but also max out maybe double what the size of my corporation is right now. You said 15, one five or 50, five zero? Five zero. Okay. Yes. So probably, yeah, just expand and continue to expand because a lot of business owners, they plateau. And I found myself plateauing like six months ago. And I thought that it was like as big as I could go. And now I've, that was when I was at 25. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, there is always a way to get bigger and like make your process as easier and more effective. I guess just keep expanding. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy of where I'm at honestly right now, but I know I need to keep going and not become content. So that, and then piece over pieces, I really want to continue to be more consistent and more filming and more energy into it because it's easy to put everything on the back burner when you're this busy, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm trying to do one episode a week now and continue to grow my business as the goal. Well, that is so good. That's a great goal. And being that you are in business for yourself, you're running a nonprofit. What are some of your biggest challenges that you face when you wake up in the morning? Yeah. For the marketing agency, I would say just like looking at your failures as nothing to kick you down at the end of the day. When I first started getting clients or like something went wrong or, you know, someone didn't move forward with me, I let it become a huge insecurity and it would eat me up and, you know, keep me up at night and the things I did wrong. And I don't know, it's just like, I'm trying to look at lessons now of just crafting me to be a better person and a better entrepreneur. So I guess the hard part is when you have those hard days where it feels like nothing can go right. You know, you lose a client or you lose out on some project or I don't know, just something doesn't turn out right. And someone says something to you. But if you just look at those, it's like these things are inevitable and ultimately they're going to make me a better person and have a better business. You will continue to expand and excel. If you let those eat you up inside, you're just going to crash and burn, honestly, in your business. Because every podcast I've listened to, Ed Milet, like, you know, all those huge guys, their biggest point is just to keep your confidence and not look at your failures as the end, like look at them and get excited. Like I'm going to learn from this. Um, Yeah. So definitely that. And then, yeah, the nonprofit, there's challenges with getting overwhelmed, how much response and like, you know, darkness is there, but Mm -hmm. you have to remember why you started it and just be grateful that you're getting all these people who trust you and continue on. Yeah. And especially to sit there and tell a very hurtful story. That is definitely great. 50 employees. What is that like on a daily basis? And I only ask that because I had a team of about 19 at one point and I was like, this is too much for me. But now I have a very small team and I'm okay. I'm okay with the small team. Yeah. But are there challenges around that or the hiring process? I know a lot of people talk about hiring these days and that the difficulty of that, but how has that been going for you with your team? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is always a challenge. You meet the most amazing people who want to be with you long term and then, you know, some things don't work out. But I would say something that's life changing is just getting a really good CRM or like a a good project management system. It makes everything Mm -hmm. so smooth. So I use Asana. It's free. And 
Yeah. And it's so fluid. Like basically I delegate all day. So it's like, you know, I need designs. You just set the due date. You give them the information. When they mark it done, you move it on to the writer. The writer puts out the post, they mark it done. Then you swipe back to the designer. Like it's really fluid. And it's nice that my employees are like kind of project-based. So it's not like I have to talk to every one of them all day, every day, like the CRM and Asana, like it really keeps everything organized. And only if they have like a problem or, you know, something they they will reach out to me. But for the most part, I try to make their lives easy. And I also try to not give each employee like more than five hours of work to 10 hours of work per month. Mm -hmm. So that keeps them really like low maintenance. They get to enjoy and go slow with their work. Yeah. Like I don't want to pack so much on one person. That's when quality goes down, due dates are missed, people are stressed out. So yeah, I just try yeah. and not spread everyone thin. But that's probably my biggest thing I've learned in hiring people. Yeah. That is the fun part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I really appreciate this conversation and just your journey. I love the fact that you decided to become your own boss and you and take the entrepreneurial journey instead. So young too, because you just have so much room to grow and grow your business, which is very exciting. Yes. And your nonprofit. I yes. love the fact thank that you, you started a nonprofit. So Clara, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. It was a really good conversation. And yeah, I'm excited to uh, further connect with you. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Clara, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your story. I truly appreciate all the nuggets you shared. On October 22nd here in Atlanta, I will be hosting my first in-person class around starting your own business called The Freedom Formula. I will share with you the steps I took to create a side hustle, ultimately jumping into full-time business ownership and a life that I love. If you or someone you know is interested in joining me, you can go to my website, monicaallen.com slash freedom formula and get signed up. The link is in the show notes as well. The early bird price is $198 until September 30th. Because this is a passion of mine, the cost is minimal and space is limited. I really want to give my time to all participants discussing the details of their business idea and giving you feedback and helping you get going. I want to see more successful businesses that beat the failure statistics that we so often hear about. Thank you for listening today. I am grateful for you. Join me on Instagram and TikTok for continued daily tips and inspiration around starting and growing your business. Both handles are at Become Your Own Boss Podcast. Also, if you don't mind, take a moment to rate, share, and leave a review for the podcast. Now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.